0: back in the fur shed man feels good to be here guys it's been a month taking a break boy i'm jeremiah wood and this is the trapping today podcast stay tuned we're gonna get into some cool stuff Oh man, I picked up that song uh, to put on a YouTube video here today, so I thought I paid 15 bucks for the song, I better take advantage of it. (laughs) So anyway, um, yeah, this is Trapping Today. We're brought to you by Onyx Maps. Use your phone as a GPS on the trap line. Onyxmaps.com where you can use the app on your phone to mark trap locations, scout, uh, check out Habitat using the latest aerial imagery, get landowner information, and Basically everything you need for a mapping service, Onyx has it. Onyxmaps.com, use the code TRAP to get 20% off of your first purchase. And how about the Trapping Today store? Check that out, trappingtodaystore.com. You can pick up some of the new products. We have hats, Uh, the beanie hats are, I'm kind of going to plug the beanie hats because it is the early February and Um, I'm not going to sell many of those in May and June, so (laughs) check them out now, trappingtodaystore.com with the Trapping Today Martin logo for $15 free shipping. Okay, let's get into it, guys. I just want to give you a little update. It it is good to be back. I took a month off of the podcast, and I don't know what... I I really have no set schedule now, so I am not back for a weekly podcast. I may be back for a monthly podcast. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. It just feels great. I, I'm i sorry for folks who did miss me uh, while I was gone. We actually, I, I just looked at the stats and it was kind of interesting because they dropped uh, as you might expect but really not that bad. <laughs> and, and we did hit a milestone of 350,000 downloads since the podcast has begun. I, I just noticed that number on the on the the dashboard of my podcast hosting company, so that was pretty cool. Um, A lot of people are finding the show for the first time. I'm getting new emails from people, uh, two, three people a week that, that just got into the show, so that's great. It's awesome to to hear, and good that we have a huge backlog of episodes because uh, I don't have to sit here every week and record something new like a, a hamster on a treadmill, <laughs> so and that's kind of what I was starting to feel like, and it, it felt great to take a month and not even think about uh, having to record a podcast, uh, and, and uh, it shouldn't feel like work, so it was good to, to kind of uh, back off of it a little bit as it was starting to feel like a job, but it's great to be with you guys today. And some of the things that I have been working on, I actually haven't been uh, just sitting back on the couch and watching TV. Although I have been spending some more time with the family, which is kind of cool. But uh, yeah, I've been I've been working on a bunch of stuff. Actually, I uploaded a YouTube video today. The guy said, "Yep, ah, yep, trapping season must be over." He's got he shaved his beard and the there's sandals in the fur shed. <laughs> so I thought that was good. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been working on some projects. Uh, I am that I am extremely excited about. I've uh, we've discussed this. I've discussed this before, kind of. And I know not everybody wants to hear my personal um, issues and and thoughts about life and <laughs> midlife crisis uh, paranoia. But uh, I promise we will get into some stuff tonight. We're going to talk about fur market news, and we're going to go over body grip trap setting tools. So. Uh, a little news and a little something for, especially for newer trappers, that that may uh, want to pick up some advice and thoughts that I have on on uh, using body grip setters. Uh, but yeah, just back to me for a minute. I did kind of get to the point where I, I know I know where I want to be, and I kind of have a timeline. And I'm getting older, and I have family support, and I have a lot of responsibilities, and. I saw the trajectory of where I was going and where I wanted to end up and how much time I had to get there. And I realized I wasn't going fast enough. So uh, I, I was kind of treading water. And so um, I I have been doing some things to try and and sort of be a little more aggressive in in producing and uh, doing things that are, are hopefully going to create a little more financial independence for my family and I so that I can – can, uh, be free to make some choices here in in the next 12 or 15 years uh, and, and have uh, have a little bit more flexibility than than it, I was going to have if I kind of stayed on the course <laughs> so anyway I uh, it, when I got done Martin and Fisher trapping instead of going on to under ice beaver which I typically would do uh, I I did not trap beaver through the ice I mean not to say I couldn't the season still got a a couple of months three months left I guess um, probably two good months of under ice left but I've got a bunch of beavers at for harvesters right now and I've got a bunch of beavers at Moyle right now and they're all low-value beavers and there isn't much market for them so I, I thought it would be kind of silly to to continue to lose money doing that uh, and produce some more low-value pelts when when I had some other opportunities and so I did some timber harvest though I just finished up about a week and a half ago uh when i basically the snow got too deep for me to get around with with my equipment but i cut uh five uh, i cut six truckloads of wood off of my property and thinned it out nicely and i still left i didn't even i don't even think i cut half of what was there i i i left a really beautiful forest there and improved the growth i i removed a lot of the the species that were starting to rot and favored the higher quality, longer-lived species, um, and I—I was—it was just great, a really great thing to be able to devote some time to, and also uh, made a few thousand bucks that I was able to use to, to get ahead uh, on some of the bills we got, and and so that was good. And then I, as that kind of wound down, I've been working on some things within uh, the online work and the Trapping Today work that I I had just. Because I had limited amount of time, and all of that time was spent on on doing the weekly podcast. Uh, now I was I have been able to kind of uh, work. It's it's a slow period of time, so I do have a little extra time, and a hundred percent of any podcast interviews or prep or recording or editing all went into other projects, and so I was able to, to really do things that I've had on the list for quite some time, and. and I always wondered when I was going to find the time to get to them, and I, I'm starting to get to those things now, so that's been good. If you go on to trappingtoday.com, you'll notice that I have published a few new articles uh, that I, I I really hadn't published articles there in a long time, so got some more resources there for trappers to check out, and uh, a few more cases where uh, people who don't have a clue about trapping today or a trapping today podcast can uh, do a Google search for some trapping specific topic and uh, they're more likely to find me. So, so that's good. I've been cranking out YouTube videos, done a bunch of them. Uh, done YouTube videos, just that pre-recorded stuff. I've done live streams. I started up uh, restarted an old website that I had uh, that my wife and I had uh, that kind of got hacked a couple years ago. Uh, on on beef cattle farming, and got that kind of going again and and back up and running. So I'm excited about that. Start working on that a little bit more. I bought a website, completely unrelated, but just as an income producing asset. Bought a small website that I'm I'm gonna put some work into and hope hope to get that going. Um, I have I have today actually earlier today I realized you know some things that there's some things we're good at and there's as you get on like in years you start to maybe realize uh, the things that you're not good at I know f- the last few years I've I've become much more aware of what I'm good at and what I'm not good at one thing that I'm not good at is is uh, reading over audio <laughs> so, so I could sit here and BS to you all, all uh, evening but if I try to read a book to you um, you're going to notice a lot of mistakes and a lot of skipping words and it's like a dyslexic person's reading it and I've been trying to record an audiobook, and that's been a challenge for me. <laughs> it's uh, the Fall Fur Hunt in Maine book that I that you can find on Amazon, the physical paperback copy, uh, or trappingtodaystore.com. It's the Manly Hardy 1859 expedition uh, in the North Maine woods, a trapping expedition he took for about a month. A pretty incredible history there, and I wanted to uh, get that on audiobook as well. So I've been kind of trying to record that and and the reason I'm doing that mostly is because what I really would like to do is have the Walter Arnold main trapper book in audio form uh, I've had had at least one podcast listener who really wanted to see that happen and I think it would be great it's a it'd be a bear of a project I'd take tons and tons of time. It's probably probably take about 40 hours of, of actual recording for me to get that done including the editing and stuff so I'm not sure I'm ready for that, but The Fall Fur Hunt is a pretty short book and a quick read. So I've been working on that and trying to sort of work some of the kinks out, I guess. So so that's that's uh, another thing I've been working on. Hopefully, that if I can make it work and actually have something that is somewhat acceptable as far as quality, and uh, Amazon will take it, I'm I'm going to put it up. You'll You should be able to find it on Audible. And hopefully, if that works, then I may do the same for the... The Walter Arnold book but we'll see what happens I'm, I'm just kind of working through it and trying to make a presentable uh, product but <laughs> I mean I can sit there and type on the computer and I don't like typing I don't like writing but I can work magic uh, with a keyboard but when it comes to reading I'm just horrible absolutely horrible so we'll keep working on it if, if it was like a, a much more popular book I would pay someone to record it but I just can't justify the cost in that and finally I am working on finalizing a project that I began about two years ago. And this is going to be a book, and it's going to be, you know, I've, I've got the Walter Arnold book. I've got the Manly Hardy book. Those are things that I put together and edited quite heavily, wrote introductions, wrote summaries, and that sort of thing. But haven't ever written a book uh, entirely composed of my, my work, my writing. And uh, I finally, I finally did finish writing one, and I'm working on editing it and and proofing and all that stuff. So, this is gonna be uh, t- to me the most meaningful project that I've worked on in in my life, I think. And so I, I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm nervous about it. Um, I think I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a pretty big deal, but I'm I'm not really sure yet. But if you you're going to hear about it from me um, as we get closer in the next probably two, three weeks, hopefully, maybe a month at the most. And you're going to be hearing about it if you listen here in, to the podcast. Uh, I'll, I'll be talking about it probably on YouTube. And if you have ever sent me an email, if you've ever sent me an email asking a question, thanking me for the podcast, um, giving feedback whatever um, I am going to be uh, contacting you personally and I'm going to be asking you to help support me by purchasing a copy of this book when it comes out um, and, and and I think I think it's going to be a, a really good project and I think it's going to appeal to a lot more than just the trapping community but you guys are my people and and uh, I want you to be a part of this and I want you to uh, be be some of the first to find out about it and get the chance to uh, to support it and be a part of the project. So that's coming. That's coming and uh, I, I look forward to that. I look forward to being able to tell you more about it. Okay, now let's get into trapping topics. Uh, the fur market, as you know, if you've been living anywhere but under a rock, the fur market has been kind of in the toilet for the last couple of years and this year is no different. Uh, seemingly no end, no light at the end of the tunnel and it's been a very challenging time. Uh, there has been some slight improvements on some items but uh, it's really hard to tell what exactly is going on because we haven't had any major auctions. The, the fur harvester's auction is not going to be for uh, at least uh, for another month and that there aren't any real other big auctions or sales where we can kind of get an idea what's going on. What we do know is that there is some uh, limited interest for beaver, and because of such a the low low harvest levels this year, there is uh, you know some concern among buyers that they're not going to get all the beavers that they need, and so a couple of the state auctions, New York and uh, what was the other one? Michigan. There were state trapper association auctions that went on recently, and showed some pretty good prices for beaver. You know, nothing, nothing spectacular, but a few dollars more than than what I think most of us expected. And then Gernwald Fur and Wool uh, just put out a YouTube video announcing that uh, they were upping their price for beaver and otter. Now they still aren't paying a lot, but Uh, There is, you know, there is some potential for a few dollars increase right now. And and that just, you know, points to the potential for even maybe maybe even a little bit more increase as we move further on in the fur selling season, depending on on how you know what's out there and and what there is for demand. But overall, I think we're still going to continue to see a really depressed market uh, in the for the foreseeable future. But just a little bit of good news. Muskrats are actually still holding up pretty good. Uh, beaver caster has been down from some of the private sales that I've heard about. Um, but muskrats have been good. Coyotes, you know, they, they really tanked uh, from last year's levels. And there's been a slight bump up in price in at a few auctions for coyotes. So there's, you know, they're still selling. Um, some skunk and raccoon are selling you know, in very limited amounts for the craft market and the small niche markets. So, uh, there's some fur moving. It's uh, it's not uh, all bad news. And finally, to get into the main topic of tonight's episode, other than, you know, catching up with you guys, that was kind of a, a important part of the episode, but I want to talk about body grip trap setting tools. And so, uh... Whether you're you're new or old, maybe you can pick something up from this. And it, it's a part of an article that I wrote uh, on trappingtoday.com recently. I just wanted to do an overview, kind of a roundup of the different options that trappers have. Because when I first started out trapping, I'll tell you what what I what I had to work with was not good. And so when uh, as I progressed over time, I was able to to improve things. And now I look back and I'm like, man, why didn't I not just start with the the, you know, the the stuff that I have now, um, I was killing myself for no reason. So, that just, uh, just at the very basic level, okay, a lot of people, well, a number of people set body grip traps without setting tools. They set them by hand. A 110, 120, no big deal, anybody can do that. Uh, 160, 220, especially if they're newer, that's going to be a little harder to set. That's going to require some exertion, but if you're strong, you can do it. But these guys that are setting 280s and 330s by hand, unless it's a really old trap, boy, the, those are some tough guys, and you're really wearing your body out. Um, I did a little YouTube thing on this recently, and I kind of equated it to uh, yeah, you can, you know, you don't need a body grip trap setting tool. You could also wear flip flops on a construction site, but you're gonna get banged up, and by not using the right equipment, you're gonna kind of hurt. Is it really worth it? Um, I don't think so. I think I think we should be using the tools that are at our disposal. So, um, just I just want to lay that out there because I know some people are gonna say, ah, I, I don't need setters. I've never used setters. That's great. I'm glad. But if you if you're doing this uh, repeatedly and large numbers you know, dozens, 50, 60, 70 or more body grips in a season that that you're setting out and you're resetting, your body's going to take a toll, man. This, this kind of, that's going to come uh, back to haunt you over time. If you're just doing a few, no big deal. But either way, even if I'm just setting one bear trap, uh, I'm using setters. So very first, we'll start at the very basic uh, setters. And to me the most basic tool to set a body grip, uh, to compress the springs in a body grip trap is a rope. And what I use is just a, um, a piece of rope. That's probably, um, I don't know, like four, three, four feet long with a loop tied on the end, something that's a pretty good diameter that, you know, like, like maybe a quarter inch, something that's not going to cut into your fingers, uh, when you're putting a lot of pressure on it. And, um, I what I'll do to set the traps, and you can look at my recent YouTube video to get a visual on this, but I'll just take and I'll run uh, the loop on the end of the rope through one of the spring eyes, and then I'll run the other end of the rope through that loop. So you have um, that rope is attached um, to the the spring eye of, of the trap, I will stand on the inside of the body grip. If it's like a 330, um, you've got plenty of room to step down inside of that to hold the jaws down uh, against the floor or the ground. And then I will take the end of the rope and I'll run it up through the top spring eye. And then I'll run that back down through the bottom spring eye and then pull that back up towards me. And so what I have is uh, a length of rope that's been run through both spring eyes two times. and when you pull up on that rope, it's going to pull those two spring eyes together and compress the spring. And when you get the spring to where it's all the way compressed, you just slip on the safety latch um, to to hold it there. And having the rope wrapped around there twice allows you to it allows it to make it more difficult for that to kind of op- that spring to open back up as if you release a little bit of pressure off of it. Um, so that works. It works pretty good. That is a great thing to have as a safety uh, measure if you're out away from the vehicle and you're, you're setting body grip traps and maybe you drop your setters or you don't have your setters on you and you, you need to set the trap or maybe you get yourself caught. You get, your hand, get one hand caught in the trap um, and you don't have two hands to compress the springs or use the setters to get yourself out. Uh, a rope with a loop on the end can really uh, get you out of a jam. Um, so, so I'd recommend you know if you think about it, if you think of it, carry one of those uh, in your pocket when you're out on the water um, setting these traps. Uh, they make chain setters that are very similar. They're like uh, sort of like the the regular um, link chain on like a drive uh, sprocket uh, with a hook on the end to to grab onto the uh, the springs. Of the trap and a handle on the other end to hang on to when you're pulling, they're called uh, the the common one of the chain setters is trapperon's body grip safety setters, so uh, those ki- those work kind of on the same uh, in this, the same premise. But I don't really like using those; they're a lot of work. They're really kind of a, a pain unless you have to use them. I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with them. Moving on to the most common type of body grip trap setters that people use especially when you're just getting started is the scissor type setters so it's just basically two pieces of steel with a hinge um, two-thirds of the way uh, across and you pull those two handles apart and it opens up the ends of the two pieces of steel and each piece has a slot cut um, sort of a notch that's about the size a little bit bigger than the trap spring and you hook each one onto uh, one end of the trap spring, and you pull those two handles together and compress the trap spring. It's just uh, a very simple scissor-type action to close the trap spring. They make some very basic ones, basically two pieces of steel with a, a rivet riveted bolt or whatever in in the middle, um, and it works. And it's probably the biggest pain in the butt that I've ever used, but that's how I got started trapping. I, I bought a few traps, and I bought those $10 setters. They're probably closer to $20 now. And I used them, and they work. A um, few problems with them. Uh, when you get those things compressed, all of a sudden you need to flip that uh, safety catch on uh, to hold the spring closed, but you have each both hands are are pulling uh, and straining really hard to Keep the trap spring compressed, and so you have to kind of either put one end of of the handle uh, on the against the ground or against your body or somewhere so that you can have a free hand uh, to uh, to flip that catch on to the spring, uh, or you got to kind of maneuver the trap and move it around so that you can use gravity to kind of flip that catch over to where it'll engage. Uh, real pain in the butt, and uh, not very safe. I've had them. I've had them kind of, I, I, I've been like so close to getting it set and I can't do it and think thing pops open on me and, you know, big pieces of steel with a lot of pressure on them flinging, coming back towards your face is not very safe. So, uh, those work, but they're not great. The other thing is what I notice is after, they're not meant for repeated use, they're meant for, you know, to set once or twice, but after repeated use on, on really strong spring traps, the, the, um uh, the ends will start to come apart more and more, and they'll pre- stress the steel. And you'll notice I've bent them to where they don't work anymore. It's the steel just, the, those flat those pieces of steel that are supposed to be perfectly flat start to bend outward. And once they're bent, I've taken them apart, pounded them again on a vise, got them straightened out again, but it just doesn't, once they've started to bend, it's pretty much over. Um, there's a huge improvement on that model. and that model, you know, that basic model, there, there are better types, there are better brands that have made improvements to those, like the Sleepy Creek setters. Uh, it's kind of the same design, but they're aluminum, so they're lighter weight. They have uh, nice rubber handles on the end. They're ergonomic. They're, they're just shaped such that they're a lot easier to use. Um, but, the, you know, they still don't have that latch to, to hold themselves shut you, you kind of still need that third hand um, the the next type of body grip setters and these are I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say most professional trappers most people who do this a lot set a lot of 330s especially uh, this is what they're gonna use and once I started using these I you know I, I never looked back and that is uh, the self locking uh, scissor type body grip setters and what these have is... Uh, they have kind of a dog that is uh, attached to one of the, the pieces of steel, one of, near the handle. And on the other end, there's like a steel rod coming out, just a little steel rod that that dog k- hooks into and catches when the, the springs are compressed and the two handles are pulled together. And there's, that dog is kind of spring action. It's held, it's, there's pressure held on it by a spring, so it's, it stays down and when it reaches the point where it hits that rod, it flips up and latches in and stays latched. So, I mean, you can see the pictures on TrappingToday.com or go to the YouTube channel and you'll be able to see me doing using one of these. But basically you just you, you squeeze uh, those handles together to compress the spring and as soon as you get all the way in, you'll hear a click and that latch will catch and that'll stay shot. And you can let go of those setters. You can set them on the ground. You can hold them with one hand, whatever. But you're free to go and, and grab um, the safety catch and get that hooked on and engaged uh, while uh, while that stays uh, compressed and stays, that, that spring stays closed. So those really are a game changer. They're well worth, you know, they're, co- they're going to cost quite a bit more. They're going to be 50 or $60 instead of 15 or, you know, $20. But they're well, well worth it, in my opinion. So that's kind of uh, top, kind of top of the line. Um, we're gonna go into something that's a little bit, well, actually, it's totally different. Uh, works, you know, uses uh, using a tool to uh, make things a lot easier. But it's a completely different type of tool. And this is the what I call the step and pull model. These are uh, the the brand that makes them, or the model is called the Gem, the G E M body grip trap setters the gem setters you kind of have to see them it's really difficult to describe but you have basically you have a steel rod that rides on the inside of a steel pipe very small diameter pipe and the rod on one end has a handle for you to grab with your hand and on the other end inside run through the pipe sticking outside of the pipe attached to this rod is a hook and that hook is uh, designed to catch on the eye on the end of the spring of the trap and then the pipe on the top of the pipe there's another hook facing the other direction and uh, on the bottom of the pipe there is a little platform welded at a 90 degree angle to the pipe for you to step on so you put that setter on the ground um, you know, standing up, you step on the platform, and you grab the handle on the, the rod that goes through the pipe. You get your trap, you bring your trap over, and you, you set your trap up so that it's, it's vertical upright, and the spring, the bottom spring, sets down into um, the lower hook. And then you pull that lower hook and trap up until you catch the top spring into the upper hook. And so now you have um, your hand on the handle on the end of the rod, and your foot is stepping down on the pipe. And you pull that rod up while you're stepping down, and as you pull that rod up, the two hooks come together, and the trap springs are compressed, and then you still have a free hand that you can use to to get the safety hook on um, to, to Keep those springs in, and then you can can let go. So basically, it's step and pull. It's pretty simple. Um, The reason I I got these when I was pretty young, and I wasn't very strong, and I hated using those scissor-type setters, I I just, I really had a hard time with them. And when I got these, I saw them at a trapping convention, and I tried them out, and I was like, wow, I have to have these. Um, Once I got those, it was great because I was able to set any 330 without having to worry about not being strong enough so that was the advantage is uh, you're using your whole body instead of your arms uh, using your back your legs and your arm your shoulders um, in order to to get that spring compressed the disadvantage is as you get older you maybe have a lot of arm strength but your back isn't as good and you do have to bend over to set these um, so it can be hard on your back and you have to have a solid base to stand on whether it's a ground or a log or ice or whatever you have to have a solid base and the trap has to be set a certain way um, in there and it's a little bit awkward to get it lined up so they're not perfect Um, they they kind of you know they work good they it's a good use of leverage and use of your body but it really is um, it can be very awkward at times but for many many years that's I used either the gem setters or uh, some version of the scissor type setters that's that's all I would ever use and uh, more recently, I've gone to just the self-locking scissor type setters. And the gem setters, I have them lying around, but I almost never use them. Um, that all changed recently because I, there, there's a new type of setter. It's been around for a while now, but I kind of, i had been hearing about it for a long time. And I just never actually pulled the trigger and bought a pair or, or even really, you know, went and tried a pair out. And I didn't know anybody that had any and, and used them, so I didn't really think much of it. But I kept looking at them, looking at them, and I thought, you know what, I need to try these. And uh, this is the RTS Trap Setter. If you haven't seen them, uh, I think RTSTrapSetter.com or something, or or go onto to my, my write-up on trapping today, and I have pictures of these. Um, th- this The setter is basically like a super heavy-duty caulking gun. And... Uh, Instead of having a plunger that pushes, uh, pushes on a, a tube of caulking, uh, it has a, a, a hook that hooks onto a trap spring. And on the other end, instead of having a holder that holds a tube of caulking, it has another hook to hook the other trap spring. And you just hook those up. It works. The release works just like a standard caulking gun release. Um, You get that on over the trap springs, you pull it tight, and then you just start squeezing. And it's so easy. I mean, just just squeeze that in, and that trap spring compresses. Um, It takes more time. You can't just grab and and have it instantly set, because it's incrementally, every squeeze, you know, you're getting an inch or so um, of trap spring compression. And so, um, it is a step-by-step process, but boy, is this simple. You know, if I was... Uh, aging pretty badly and you know my arms are hurting and my shoulders are hurting and my back was hurting Um, this is really the way to go because just squeezing like a caulking gun it's just so easy Um, and these things you can use them in any position you can use them upside down right side up sideways backwards uh, what however you want to do it Um, you don't they're not really designed to hook onto the spring eyes they can hook anywhere on the spring so it leaves you a lot of room to work um, and you don't have to worry about getting the eye lined up perfectly around the corner of the trap jaw and that sort of thing. So uh, I I would check them out at the RTS trap setter if you get a chance. I think boy that is that is a really good tool. They are more expensive uh, with shipping. Mine costs seventy dollars. But I I have a feeling they're going to last me quite a long time. They um, it, the 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 design is looks to be quite heavy duty. And uh, they're just so simple to use. Um, I'm kind of wishing I'd started using them earlier. But yeah, anyway, uh, the, the other exciting thing about this, and I know you, a lot of you guys are in the same position as me, um, you have young kids and you want to take them out trapping. Or maybe you have grandkids that you want to take out on the trap line. And I, I've been trying to figure out ways to teach my son, my oldest son, to set, uh, to set body grip traps. Cause I want him to be able to set his own traps, not just me setting them, you know. And I wanted to practice and be comfortable with that, but just using the standard setters, I could never get it to where he was strong enough to to make it work. And with the RTS, he can do it. So um, that is that's just really exciting. That it's gonna allow my my kids to uh, to be more involved in actually setting their own traps and and uh, working with me and trapping and being able to help out and feel like they're kind of contributing to things. So. Uh, yeah, RTS trap setters, check them out. But those those are the f- four main types of trap setters, in my view. I'm sure there's probably a couple of others around that you could use to set body grip traps. Um, but uh, that that's kind of hopefully that'll give you kind of an overview. And if you haven't tried any of those, maybe you want to give them a shot. Well, that's it for tonight's episode, guys. Thanks for listening in again. And I don't know when I'll be back on. Uh, we're just gonna have to have to see. But you could keep up with me probably somewhere along the lines whether it's email jrodwood at gmail.com that's j-r-o-d-w-o-o-d at gmail.com if you're just finding out about the podcast i'd absolutely love to hear from you um youtube i'm i'm cranking things out there I don't, I, i'll probably have a few more videos i'll be putting up there in the near future and the the trapping website check that out yeah just uh I'll be cranking along, and I hope you are as well. Hope If you're still out trapping, hoping that you are doing well and having a good time and enjoying yourself. Please be sure to check out the Trapping Today store if you haven't already. Uh, I have uh, just made up another batch of long-distance call. I was out of stock of that for a while. I um, actually bumped the price up to 30 bucks because I was worried about running out, and I even sold more at $30. And So, so um, I, I, I did end up selling out, and I... I had to go and make more, and I I dropped the price down to twenty eight bucks, free shipping for four ounce jar. Um, also, Birch River Beaver Lure, uh, that is a hot commodity, and with the spring beaver season coming, that uh, you'll be you want to make sure that you get your hands on some of that. Um, the other stuff, it, it's all there for sale. Um, I know a lot of you guys probably aren't still trapping, but although I've been getting emails, I get an email from some listeners recently that. That have been uh, getting into their raccoons, with dog-proof traps with sweetness. Uh, it's, that's worked really well. That's uh, that's the second person that I've heard that's done extremely well uh, with with coons and DPS with that lure. So uh, check that out if you haven't already picked that up. That's uh, th- that one's twenty five dollars for a four ounce jar. Um, get get the lure. I I really. It, Another project that I, I want to work on, another thing that's been cool is my wife has been shipping. I, I got her to start helping with the store and shipping items, and that has been a huge help, and it's freed up a lot of time for me. So uh, um, she's got it all down now and what how to ship all the different items, what to use for packaging and, and all of that. And, and we're still doing If If you order over $50, you get a free can cooler, koozie. Um, the foam koozie with the trapping today logo on it you get that in every order of $50 or more so uh, the lure one of the things that I really would like to do it, but I know I'm not going to have time for it is to start putting some testimonials and pictures on the website on the on the store site uh, for the different lures and the lure descriptions because I'm getting a lot of people that are emailing me pictures and, and uh, giving me a bunch of great feedback about the lures so that's one of those things that kind of it starts to snowball and it gets, you know, get more and more people using it and you get more people get results and they get excited and they buy more and then they tell other people about it. And um, I'm not doing my part by spreading the word. Uh, again, I'm not really a good self-promoter in that sense of the word, but um, I, I, I should probably get on that. But th- keep sending stuff, man. Keep sending your pictures. And if you don't mind, I'll, I'll see if I can eventually get a few of those posted up on the site so more people can see Um and uh, maybe maybe get the a little bit more feedback from folks. That's great to hear. And uh, yeah, we also have the books. If you haven't haven't uh, bought either of those two books, you can get them there. You can get them on Amazon. Either way is fine with me. If you get them from me, I will sign them. Uh, if you get them from Amazon, uh, they might be a little bit cheaper, but not much. We have the navy blue T-shirts with the trapping today logo. It looks pretty sweet on them. We have the beanie winter hats and we have the flex fit baseball caps Got a bunch of stuff there the coffee mugs are still in stock Um, just a whole bunch of stuff at my house here that uh, I can't sit on forever so I love you guys to to pick up more of it and uh, and sport the trapping today logo I appreciate that very much always great to have you guys listening in and uh, I, I hope you've all been well great to connect with you again And until next time, keep on talking, trapping, keep on thinking, trapping, and we'll catch you on the next episode at some point.